like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have on the line George Suss, who is the managing partner over at Diligent Partners. George, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Diligent Partners, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your business and in career? Yeah, so, you know, I, I've had three-thirds to my career. I started out in healthcare and administration and a, a bunch of other things all the way to the healthcare. Then I got into consulting after an MBA, and I was doing a lot of traveling. And then, frankly, I got married and started having kids and didn't want to travel as much, and so I wanted to do something else. And I got into retained executive search, which is where I am today. That's awesome. And what what I like about what I like about your your path is really we all in our careers and um and as entrepreneurs or um working at various companies, we all have our ups, our downs, our sideways, our transitions, our pivots. Some people call them our accidental careers, like we don't we didn't necessarily plan mm-hmm. on this exact thing, but then we find this niche and we fall in love with it. And I, I know that um you came executive search, I, I have some background in it from some of the guests that I've done um or that I've interviewed and um you know people that go into that field tend to love it like they get this amazing connection they get to know these clients they get to, it's just an amazing community um, that being said we're going to go a little bit further into the firm of course later in the interview but before that um, for somebody that's listening right now that's maybe a little bit younger they're just getting started in their career and they're not quite as far along in their path as you what kind of advice would you give them on um, uh, career advice on kind of if that would be maybe a good fit for them long term as a career to think about and that is going into like a retained executive search role. Sure. Yeah. So I think the first thing that I would say, and and I first of all would say that I also am one of those accidental uh, tourists through entrepreneurship, I guess. Uh, So I I can relate to just, you know, backing into something. Um, I think we all have a goal eventually of working for ourselves. And, uh, you know, sometimes we don't know how it's going to manifest. I think it's really good to find a passion that you're really interested in, find a way to monetize it, and have good uh, business partners and good potential clients, frankly, before you even start. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of have those pieces lined up, uh, the rest kind of falls into place. If you can organically grow something, not start out with any kind of debt, you know, or very little if you can, uh, and really, and, and have a good mentor, you know, have someone or, or two, someone who's done something that you want to do. Uh, and you don't have to like the whole person or the whole career of the mentor. Just, you know, take pieces from here and there about aspects that you like about what they have done. And uh, and make sure that they're willing to give you the brutal truth, the uh, frank feedback that we all uh, need and desire, because uh, that will make you better and stronger. Oh man, that's great advice. Uh, let's uh, let's switch it up, George. I want to get more into what you're doing as managing partner over at Diligent Partners. So um, first, tell me a little bit more about the business, please. Yeah, sure. So we are a boutique routine search firm that uh, does work nationally with clients and candidates. Clients mean employers of fair bills. Candidates are the 
really director to C-level people that we place at different companies. We're multi-industry. We work with really all sizes of companies. Frankly, we've worked. I did a chief marketing officer search many years ago uh, for a pre-revenue company, which is a new term used in Silicon Valley. Um, and uh, you know, they have the funding and so forth. Uh, and then our largest claim was probably about $100 billion a year. So we really don't specialize in size of companies. We do really difficult searches. We're very relationship-based. Uh, you know, today there are so many tools out there like LinkedIn and other things that uh, are good places to source candidates. But we find that sourcing, especially at the senior level, talent level, uh, is sourcing is the easy part. The hard part is discerning the truth, uh, doing the matchmaking, really understanding the cultural fit, the leadership skills, influencing skills, communication skills, along with the what we call table stakes of actually doing, you know, understanding the functions, the skills that you need for the job. Um, you know, on paper, it's it, it would seem to be quite easy to matchmake, but in fact, uh, cultural fit is all about nuance and a lot of the unwritten things and. Over time, you, you, you know, when you, what I call develop scar tissue, you've made mistakes, you learn from them. It's good to be able to communicate that as a candidate so that people can envision you uh, transitioning to their field, to their business, to their industry, and as well as your successes. Um, so there are lots of lessons learned there, but, you know, that's, I guess, what I would say at that, that point. That's awesome. Uh, and George, so I know that uh, this is going to vary from, you know, client to client that you're both placing and also for a job from, you know, the client side and then uh, the client side from the stand, because you have two clients, obviously, the applicant or the uh, potential applicant and then also the, um, the employer that hired you to, to fill that role. Um, what are some of the challenges that you find uh, typical are typical to placing a really high-level position? I know that's going to vary from, obviously, company to company and, you know, size of revenue, all those things, but I know some, some certain themes do arise. Uh, what are some of those challenges do you find? Yeah, so I think uh, probably the biggest challenge that we face, which happens a lot, and we are able to combat it, is just undue expectations uh, mm. on either side. Um, so on the employer side, it may be uh, that they feel that they can price something lower than the market is, is willing to bear. They might feel like their brand is worth more than it really is as compared to other brands out there. And remember that when a candidate is joining, they're joining not only a role, but a full ecosystem of the employer, their brand. Uh, you know, they're going to have some kind of measure of value of what that job is with their friends and family. And so it, it's just it's good to get a reality check from an expert in the field who's working with multiple clients, perhaps in the same industry or same space, to get a reality check of what something's really worth. And on the candidate side, it's, it's the same sort of thing. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, the candidates are not really aware of their strengths and weaknesses, or they come in a little too too hot in terms of their ego. And so sometimes we have to do our job of what we call break down a candidate and then build them back up. So sometimes it's we have to kind of a little bit put them in their place so they understand in the whole scheme of things where they really stand. And our goal is to make them, uh, you know, to present them in their best possible light, to, to do it honestly, authentically. And uh, But to do that, we have to understand, you know, in Clint Eastwood terms, the good, the bad, the ugly about their past and how to move forward. 
and uh, you know, there's a psychology aspect to it. There's uh, obviously economics, and then there's the actual, you know, what does it take? What does the job actually require? Oh man, that's great advice, and I love the way you say it. Break them down to build them back up, because uh, it, it's interesting the way you you position this. Because really, to be that. Uh, not, I guess, arbitrator wouldn't be an exact term to use, but to really play that 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 conduit. If you know, to, if that helps. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. I like it. That's more friendly. But really, you're 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 doing a lot more than matchmaking. <laughs> but uh, yeah. to play that matchmaker function is very um, is very touchy, and it is it can be personal. And to manage expectations on both sides, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. I love it. Um, so, what kind of if somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I, I like what George is saying. Maybe Maybe I have we have a role that we haven't been able to fill, or maybe there's a, you know a high-level candidate out there with a certain level of experience that could be attractive, um, and is and is open to other opportunities. Um, what kind of clients do you typically work with so they know if they should be the ones following up with you or not? Yeah, you know I think it's it's ones where it's any number of circumstances, right? So they may have worked with other other firms and not had good results. It may be a case of a mission-critical role where they don't want to take a chance of going at it themselves with their own internal recruiting team, perhaps based on the volume, not necessarily skill sets of their internal, uh, you know, recruiters, how much they're handling at one time. And uh, sometimes we take on, you know, we come in because we're doing uh, confidential searches to replace someone who's not working out, but someone they don't want to release just yet because they have so much knowledge that they walk out the door. So there are any number of circumstances, and, you know, we're sort of a sledgehammer, uh, you know, and so I say if you only need a hammer, if it's a commodity search, if it's something that uh, a uh, non-exclusive contingent search firm uh, could help you with, meaning someone that could be competing with other search firms for the same search or uh, competing with internal recruiting for the same search, and then it's all about time and date stamp of the earliest uh, uh, resume getting into an applicant tracking system. If that's all you need, uh, then go with those. But if you really have a difficult, niche, uh, you know, search system challenging and time is of the essence and one is a not, uh, you know, then come to a firm like ours. And we're probably in the category of 1% of all search firms in, which are in the retained search column. That's awesome. Um, well, hey, George, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Diligent Partners. And to the audience, uh, as always, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, and so, George, what is the best way also for um, the audience to, um, if they want to follow up, to, um, to do so? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. So really two ways. I would say our website, which is simply www.diligentpartnersllc.com, uh, D-I-L-I-G-E-N-T-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S-L-L-C.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn, George Sheff, S-H-E-T-H. Thanks very much, Adam. Fantastic. Um, George, have a great rest of your day, and thanks again for coming on the show.